0: Hi everyone and welcome back to The Social Disease. I'm Jasper
1: and I'm Bridget
0: and today we will be continuing our season 12 series and we will be talking about Drew and Bianca and Adam and Becky. So I think we're going to start with Adam and Becky, yes? Yes. Okay, so these two kind of take off the middle half of the season like they don't really have much towards the beginning or the end but they're a big chunk of like the middle episodes. So we kind of met Becky at the beginning with Eli, which we talked about in our Eli episode where Becky is trying to be a part of the school musical, but Eli ices her out and she quits because she's a homophobe. And then she befriends Jenna, which we talked about in our Jenna episode, where she is first not a friend, then she becomes a friend, then not a friend, then a friend again to Jenna. And then they end up being a good pair of friends. And then we get our first Becky point of view when it's a couple episodes before the musical. And Becky kind of tries to sabotage the ticket sales of the musical by, it's like a fundraiser that she's tabling for or something like that and, and he's like the
1: like, uh, children in America.
0: Yeah. Because America is so impoverished. <laughs> <laughs> so she kind of fights with Adam over tabling in the foyer of the school over who could table. <laughs> That's um, very high school. Yes. <laughs> But then Adam calls her out for being a hypocrite because she's only fundraising because she wants to get back at Eli, which is not a noble cause. And Becky's like, wow, you're right. I have a crush on you. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jenna tells Becky that Adam is trans, which Becky did not know. And she's like, wait, I have a crush on our girl. I'm not gay. She Uh, thought
1: he was homeless at first.
0: Isn't that what trans means?
1: transient.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So when she finds out that Adam is trans she kind of tries to convert him a little bit so like maybe not really she's just like get away from me you are a sinner (laughs) and she also tries to take down the play again with the help of Dallas but then Adam as always the king that he is he educates her about how ignorant and bigoted that she is by using signs against her and educates her about how even though her views aren't physically hurting him it makes people think that it's okay to physically hurt him and that kind of makes her see the light a little bit so she accepts adam for who he is and he helps her be a part of the play she also was going to save the play when tristan was missing because luke like locked him in the closet. So she kind of turns over a new leaf through Adam and through the play. So then right after that, she has a huge crush on Adam and she's like doing everything she can to spend time with him. And she's like being very, very obvious about how much he likes him. And then they get together like pretty soon after that. But then Becky is an awful liar to her parents so, she
1: couldn't even lie. She just like breathed and was like, oh, forget it.
0: <laughs> she's, fucking, she's doodling in her notebook like Becky and Adam. <laughs> and then her dad's like, who's Adam? She, it's like, Becky, <laughs> come on. Yeah, so at first her parents don't know that Adam's trans, but then Becky tells them. So they try to convert Adam because Becky's parents are the literal scum of the earth. They also want to send Becky to conversion camp. But Becky doesn't want to at first until, of course, Adam's tampons show up again and screw everything over for him. And Becky's like, boys don't get periods, which they do. So she goes to, like, conversion camp for a little bit and breaks up with Adam. And then while Becky's at conversion camp, Adam tries out for the volleyball team against Audra's wishes because Audra is afraid that he's going to get hurt, which you usually don't get hurt in volleyball, but as Bridget and I were just talking about before, I once passed out during gym volleyball, (laughs) so it could happen. (laughs) Yeah, so Adam gets hurt, his mom finds out, Adam was just trying to protect Audra's feelings because she's upset about Drew having moved out and that he's engaged and like icing her out, so, Audra says that they will begin talking about getting Adam to start testosterone and it's a very nice moment between the two. And then Becky comes back a couple episodes later and it's also the Battle of the Bands which Whisperhug is playing at. So Adam hates Becky at this point for scurrying him over harder than anybody ever has before and he meets this RC girl. What's her name? Missy. And she sabotages Adam with the Battle of the Bands. And then at the same time, Becky apologizes for everything. She says that conversion camp isn't working. And yeah, they get back together. And (laughs) they are out and proud against Becky's parents. And that's kind of it for them. Adam does go to Vegas for the Drew and Bianca wedding, but that's it for him. He actually doesn't show up after the Vegas episode for the rest of the season.
1: All right. That was a long one.
0: (laughs) I just put in every single detail.
1: (laughs) That was good. All right, let's start with Becky and the play. I mean, we talked about this with Eli, kind of, so we don't have to go into too much about it, but I thought at the time that Eli was not intentionally, like, doing it. I forget what the point of view was. But she's a homophobe regardless. Yes.
0: I did want to point out how... Even though Eli was being an asshole with the trying to screw Becky over thing. Becky, even though she had a right to be a part of the play, and she should have been a part of the play, despite her homophobia, she was also being a little conniving, too, with Eli. Like, she was kind of playing the innocent girl when Eli was coming for her. She was like, oh, did I do something bad? Oopsie.
1: Well, at first, I kind of thought it was necessary because Eli came in and was just like, took over and felt it was his place. And this was before I realized that Becky was homophobic. So I kind of thought it was annoying at first that Eli was doing that. And it kind of put her in a place where she had to kind of dance around it because she did go to Simpson first and ask to do this. Like Eli does not own Degrassi playwrights here.
0: Yes, I guess... What I was trying to say is that like she kind of sunk to his level a little bit.
1: Yeah it was not very um, Christian of her I would say.
0: Yeah like she she's like we're gonna do Romeo and Juliet and Eli's like uh no. <laughs> she's like yes we are we're doing a musical haha joke's on you Eli.
1: <laughs> I'm not surprised she picked a musical though she can sing.
0: You like her voice?
1: I think she should have just been Jenna.
0: Honestly I prefer Jenna's voice. (laughs) You kidding? I I honestly do.
1: (laughs) You love Shine? That's what I'm hearing.
0: I I do love the White Horse song.
1: All right well that's that's not Shine.
0: (laughs) Shine is in a special place (laughs) in my heart.
1: Oh I actually wrote that down when Jenna goes to Becky's house. I know this is like skipping ahead a little bit but I do wish that Jenna just played Shine instead of the weird Christian song that she plays.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I just wanted to point out how Becky, she should have been a part of the play despite her homophobia. Eli should not have been a dick to her, but she was also a little bit of a dick.
1: I wanted to ask you, what did you think about her being casted as Tristan's part for like that one scene? Eli never would have let that happen and then all of a sudden she was like I can play Tristan's part like why would they let her
0: well she was going to do it as Jules not Julia
1: no but she was still boycotting the entire time and then all of a sudden she's like I'm good now can I be in it and they're like yeah you could be the lead and they're she's like okay
0: oh so you were surprised that they trusted her yes okay I, I can understand that yeah
1: she, she did absolutely nothing up to that point to prove that she would be good as that character.
0: That's a good point. <laughs> they they should have just had an understudy, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get that Tristan was super dedicated, fine. But the fact that she was so homophobic towards Tristan at all, like, why would they think that was the move?
0: Yeah, I guess they were. it was 10 seconds before the play. So they were like, uh let's do something. Show <laughs> She <almost laughs> go on.
1: She's like, I already drew the mustache on. I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> I did think, not that being trans is just dressing up as the opposite gender, but I liked how Becky had to dress up as a boy and how she, ha- she had to be like, oh, I'm still a girl and Adam is dressing up as a boy and he is a boy.
1: Yeah, because that, that was man, at that was at the end when she runs into Adam afterwards, right? They have that conversation for like a minute, or it might have been before she went on stage.
0: Yeah, I don't remember, but I don't think they discussed that. It's just a something that I was thinking about.
1: Oh, <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was, no, that like,
1: definitely, I think they did that on purpose. I think that was definitely something that they wanted to do, was that Becky can dress up as a boy and... Adam is a boy. It was a weird connection that they were trying to make. I don't know.
0: But I think think it worked.
1: You think it worked? I was going to say it could have went either way because I really wasn't sure if they were like, girls can dress up as boys. And I would have been like, "Mm, that's not exactly what's going on. But okay.
0: Yeah, I think it was just like. Becky is still a girl, despite the fact that she's dressing up as a boy. And Adam is a boy.
1: Yeah. I think that's I'm probably
0: saying this wrong, but I I hope you get my meaning. (laughs) I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute for them to, like, kind of connect over the play. Because I like how Becky's development from, like, being a homophobe to becoming more accepting of Adam and just LGBT people in general was because she cared more about the play than she did her homophobia views
1: yes like she yes. was like
0: I, I i care more about being a part of this thing rather than how much i care about like my views on this s- subject which i thought I, was good
1: i wanted to bring that up because there's there are points as they they show throughout the show how Becky just kind of picks which parts of Christianity she wants to support and which parts she doesn't. So kind of in that case, she's saying, oh, the play is more important than my homophobia. Fine. But then she picks being a homophobe again over being bothered by Jenna's premarital sex. And then she's like, well, evolution is fine, but this isn't fine. So I'm like not sure exactly what kind of Christian she is it seems like she is just straight does not like gay people and that's it
0: I feel like that is kind of how a lot of people are who like are just homophobic and then they use the bible as an excuse but it's not really the bible it's the fact that they're a bigot <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: and they definitely showed that when she became friends with Jenna and Jenna has had a child and when Jenna even said that to Becky, kind of expecting Becky to be like, I don't want to be your friend, and Becky was like, that must have been so hard for you, and then Adam's like, I'm transgender, and she's like, "Mm, I don't know, I still think you're a girl, (laughs) and he's like, okay.
0: Yeah, so like, with Becky and her religion, I love how they kind of have her grow and, like, kind of redefine what her religion means for her with regards to, like, all of this LGBT phobia stuff. Because Becky continues to be a Christian her whole time on the show. Like, her, her religion is very important to her throughout her time on the show. And that's not true for pretty much any other character who was ever religious, like Darcy and Claire. Like, they're Are- kind of introduced as being religious, but then that kind of fades away over time. But with Becky, it's always there.
1: I was gonna bring up Claire and say how they started her as religious and then she very much just kind of fell off of that. But yeah, with Becky, it's always there, even when she pulls out the pocket Bible, which was absolutely ridiculous, but okay. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I did like her growth and I did like the, okay, not like, but I think it was important for them to show her, take those steps back and kind of say, oh, maybe I should go to like the conversion thing. Cause she really is still a child and was really, you know, her parents convinced her that if you do this, you can't also like God at the same time kind of thing, which was really depressing to watch because we, for people who believe in that, that's not true. But I think that after, when she came back, I was not surprised that she still had feelings for Adam.
0: Yeah, because it kind of made sense to me how she would take the step back because once she accepted that Adam was a boy, she was like, Oh, he's he's a boy fully, like no matter what. And then when her parents brought up the child thing and then she came upon the tampons, she kind of had to think twice that he isn't a cisgender boy. Mm-hmm. And just She had to recognize what the difference between a cisgender boy and a transgender boy was. And that was kind of what freaked her out. She was like, a boy with a vagina? That's not natural.
1: Yeah, and it seemed, I mean, we saw it from when Jenna had to explain what transgender was to her. She's just not educated. That's really what it comes down to. Her parents never educated her in this because they don't believe in it. Which is ridiculous, because how do you just not believe in that? But whatever. It shows a good character development for her.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at JK Rowling and all the nonsense that she's feeling right now.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. That woman needs to stop. (laughs) That's so bad.
0: Yeah. And then um, there was another detail with her religion that I also wanted to point out with when Cam died. And it's like the group scene in that episode. And Becky says that, like, oh, suicide is a sin. He's a bad person. He's selfish. And I thought that that was a good detail to show just to show the different perspectives on suicide, but it also fit with Becky's character because it's showing how even though she has grown in her religious journey with regards to LGBT issues, she still has places to go as she still holds kind of not great views about suicide.
1: Yeah, when she said that it was selfish, I was not surprised that she said that. Because, as I said, I feel like her parents kind of fed her like a one-sided story her entire life. So she really never thought of it in a different way. So her going into it being like, that's selfish. And everybody was like, shut up. I could definitely see her being like, oh, wait, maybe, just maybe. This also is wrong of me to think.
0: Yeah like we don't we don't learn too much about Becky's hometown in Florida but I feel like it's pretty implied that she like only knew white people (laughs) (laughs) that's that's like the easiest way to put it she only knew white people and they were all Christian they all went to the same church.
1: (laughs) Yes 100% that that makes a lot of sense.
0: So just coming to Degrassi and actually being exposed to different viewpoints is like what starts her development in the first place.
1: But I'm happy that she is somebody who can change her viewpoints, whereas like her brother just stays being disgusting.
0: Yes, like Becky, I I love Becky, I really do.
1: I mean, I don't love her just yet. (laughs) She's still growing on me, just because it really took me a bit to get over her just being straight homophobic. But I'm really happy that she had Jenna to set her in her place. Like when Jenna just goes, God made me brunette, (laughs) But blondes have more fun. I was like, all right, Jenna, the attempt is there. (laughs) I feel it.
0: (laughs) Jenna is the one true ally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She is. But I think that Becky, unfortunately, Becky still got what she wanted with the play, which kind of annoys me. Like, she literally got to be the lead role in the play. So, all in all, Did she learn anything? (laughs) She did. I know she did, but I still wasn't happy about it.
0: (laughs) But, like, she, she realized after Adam tells her that, like, her homophobic views actually hurt people, and then she immediately sees how Tristan is being hurt in that her own brother kidnapped him, she realizes, wow, Adam was right. These views are bad. So... I need to reevaluate myself
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: do do right because that's the Christian thing to do when you do wrong.
1: Yeah. All right. I can see that. I actually wanted to ask you about Becky and Adam. Do you think that they did enough to build up their relationship? A lot of it was from Becky's point of view. So I didn't really get to see Adam kind of grow into liking her until after he had already kind of saw that weird band girl
0: mm-hmm. I definitely agree that it was kind of rushed
1: because they weren't friends I can see that she liked him I didn't love when he said I liked you since the first moment we met because I don't think that's true I feel like they didn't show that at all
0: <laughs> you, do you know when the first moment they met is
1: wasn't it when he, she was yelling at him about the table in the lobby?
0: No, no, no. It's um, in the first episode of the season at the party, and Adam is going to burn the uniforms, and then Becky takes them from him and is like, we, you could donate those to charity. He
1: did not like her. <laughs> no, I don't buy it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I do think they have good chemistry together, even when they were fighting like it was pretty clear that Becky was just trying to come up with excuses to not like him and I don't know if Adam picked up on that but definitely when they had like that cute montage at the mall. I was
1: just about to say the Becky and Adam montage was very cute.
0: Yeah it was very cute. So like I agree that I wouldn't say that Adam liked her from the very start, but like once Becky showed an actual interest in him and she was being so obvious about it, I could see Adam being like, wow, she's cute. And she, for now, accepts that I'm trans, so.
1: I also wrote down about how I would personally die of embarrassment if a house fell on me in the lobby of a school. I don't I don't know if you remember that happening, but that was when Adam helped her up and she was like, my hero. I'm like, okay.
0: I mean, who cares? It wasn't her fault.
1: It was embarrassing. So she what? didn't care. All right. I just wanted to bring it up because I personally would care.
0: <laughs> I would be like, someone help. I'm being crushed.
1: All right. Well, it's probably more realistic. I would just lay there. I would never get up again
0: (laughs) but yeah I thought Becky's crush was so cute I thought it was so cute how she was like when Luke came up to her and said hey I think Adam likes you and she's like you think so I was hoping I was like oh my god I love it
1: (laughs) yeah she was really cute and
0: And I love how somebody is pursuing Adam for once rather than it being the other way around like Adam deserves, deserves to be the prize to be won rather than him having to beg someone to like him.
1: I totally agree, but that's why I'm mad that they didn't show it more from Adam's side. Like, I wish that they showed more of him. I feel like it was all from Becky's point of view.
0: Yeah, it really was.
1: So I would have loved to see Adam like be happy about it. Yeah. I didn't know whether or not he liked her I feel like I was kind of back and forth especially when she asked him to be on the committee I was like what is he feeling I'm like I don't know I hate when they do that in Degrassi and I can't tell what they're feeling
0: yeah in the Battle of the Bands episodes when we do see Adam's point of view it's pretty clear that he's still in love with her and he's just so bitter about the whole situation
1: yeah and I don't blame him it's really tough When your girlfriend goes off to conversion therapy because she liked you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I did like the conversion therapy part because it shows how it's bullshit.
1: Yeah, it didn't work because it's not real. I don't know what they expected to come out of that. That was so stupid. I mean, I understand what they expected, but I'm glad it didn't work.
0: (laughs) Well, it was never going to work. But um, yeah, I liked how Becky had to, like, realize that Adam was trans again, I liked that aspect, because if you don't love Adam with him being a trans guy, then you don't love Adam.
1: Exactly. Moral of the story.
0: And then also with the, with that whole, with the other band girl, Missy, right? I love the trope where it's, like, I could be with the person who's e- who it's easier to be with or I could be with the person who it's harder to be with but who I actually love.
1: Yeah, that was cute. I, I wasn't a huge fan of her character because I kind of deep down was hoping that Becky would come back and they would get together and then when it did happen, I was happy. But I think it was important for them to show that exactly what you said, that he could have had it the easier way out. But he liked Becky a lot. Yes. Very cute.
0: And then um, with Becky apologizing, how like she sent him an email to be like, I still love you. It's like, wait, you sent him an email to confess your love? (laughs) What year is this? Who
1: is sending emails? This is 2012. Emails were the thing. Yikes. Yeah, maybe that was the only form of communication you could have at conversion therapy.
0: I mean, she was still at school, I think.
1: Oh, I thought it was when she was in Florida or wherever she went for the week. Spring break, she went to conversion therapy for one week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I love Becky and Adam. They have so much chemistry and I hate how they basically ruined it by just killing Adam.
1: (laughs) Oh, you didn't like when they killed Adam and then had her date Drew immediately after?
0: We're not talking about season 13 right now.
1: Okay, we'll wait.
0: (laughs) I did want to bring up just do you know like the origin of Becky's character, like why why they made Becky?
1: Because they they did not do well with Darcy.
0: No. So when Adam was first made as a character in season ten, a Florida moms group like protested Degrassi. So they were like, "You're putting." like sin in tv shows with this trans character
1: a florida florida moms protested a canadian teen drama yes they must have been bored
0: (laughs) that's what bigots do all right so then they made becky who's from florida date the transgender guy after overcoming her transphobia
1: ah I see what they did that's pretty good I like that
0: yeah so I just I just love Becky and Adam because like the whole foundation of their relationship is overcoming ignorance and bigotry
1: it is do they show more of them in season 13 or does he die pretty early well,
0: so it's Becky is jealous that Adam is friends with Imogen right so becky's like adam stay away from her and then then that leads to all the bullshit uh
1: well we get a little we get a little bit of good adam and becky then in this season
0: yeah like how adam is not in like the last 10 episodes of the season is like so absurd to me because pretty much once him and becky get together adam leaves her to go to Vegas and then he doesn't show up. So it's like they just went through all this journey to be together and then we don't even get to see them be together. Come on.
1: <laughs> I was wondering if they were done with Adam's character because they did the the testosterone stuff and like then it just ended. Like it just like was done after like there was nothing else for him. I don't know. They could have given him other plots. I don't love that his only plots just circled around him being transgender. I kind of was getting sick of it. I was like, he can do other things too. Like, have him do coke. We haven't had coke in a while. Anya was last season. (laughs) We need someone new. (laughs) You know, change it up.
0: Like, I understand why he only had trans plots because, especially in early 2010s, it was still such a new issue. So it makes sense how they're basically just trying to educate people about what it means to be trans. And I can't, speak to how accurate Adam's plots are, at like, to, like, a real-life trans guy's experience. But at least for me, Adam taught me a lot, so I really appreciate his character.
1: Yeah, I think his character was really good, and you said he was the first transgender character?
0: He was trans- the first teen trans character to, like, be a main character.
1: Right, right, so that's even, that's good too. So, I'm happy with what happened with him and Becky. I wish that they did more with him at the end.
0: Yeah, because especially with Becky's parents, like, they get back together and Becky's dad walks in and they're like, we're going to be together. And then apparently they're fine with it because they continue to date.
1: Well, because they show up to Drew's like engagement Las Vegas like party or whatever at Fiona's loft and then they're like they're like we ran away from her dad and they're like okay nobody knows who Becky is (laughs) like this is great
0: yeah but like they continue to date until beginning of season 13 so that's like at least a couple months where they're officially together so like what is Becky's relationship with her parents like with them knowing that she's dating someone who they don't approve of
1: I think that they were like, we did our part. We pissed off the Facebook moms. We're done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because we learn a lot more about how shitty Becky's parents are in seasons 13 and 14. And also just with them being awful to Adam here is like kind of a preview to that. But like, I, I do think that was a missed opportunity to just show Becky's parents disapproving of Becky actually dating. Adam.
1: Yeah I think what ends up happening towards the end of Degrassi is that they can't figure out how to balance main characters. It becomes overwhelmed with Eli, Claire, and Drew. That's really what it becomes. It just is too much of them and then they didn't want to write plots for the other characters. That's why Allie, Jenna, Connor get put on like the back burner. Mm -hmm. And Becky and Adam aren't even in it so (laughs) they're just like we're done with that. Yeah. But anything else for Becky or Adam?
0: I did just want to bring up the Audra and Adam relationship. Oh with the, the yeah. Just because I thought it was so cute because it, it really shows how far Audra has come with regards to accepting Adam.
1: I was thinking that too and I was watching it I was and she was just so pr- she's like I'm proud of the man that you've become and I was like okay I'll cry that's yeah. fine.
0: And, like, Adam was being so sweet and being considerate of her feelings about Drew. It's like, ah, Adam, you are perfect.
1: And Audra had a lot going on, you know? Drew had a lot of stuff always, and Adam kind of was just like, hey, can I go on And She's like, no. I have to deal with my other son who is was concussed and also married and also dropped out of school. And then she turns <laughs> around, thank God. <laughs> Good woman, though.
0: Yes. Queen Audra. And I think we're going to be talking a lot about her now with Drew and Bianca. All right, let's do it. So just to address the elephant in the room before we get into it, we're going to be discussing the Katie and Drew controversy over whether Katie raped Drew in our next episode, which will focus on Katie. We're not avoiding the topic. We're just going to be talking about it in our Katie episode. Okay, so for a summary for Drew and Bianca, It comes off from where they left off in season 11, where Katie just came from rehab with her pill addiction, and Bianca and Drew are kind of together, but they are waiting to officially be together until Drew breaks up with Katie now that she's in a better place after rehab. So Drew tries to break up with her by saying that he cheated on her at like a ski lodge or something, which of course it was a lie so Katie's very upset and she realizes that she was not being the best girlfriend being addicted to pills and all so she <laughs> forgives him and then maybe rape happens we'll talk about it next time again and then Drew hits his head at the party where him and Katie have sex and that leads into A ton of things where they do some more back and forth about whether they're broken up or not but then they eventually break up for good and Drew and Bianca get together but then Drew told Katie not to tell anybody that they had sex which was not fair of him at all. So Katie is just a mess with this whole thing so she slut shames him in front of the whole school by showing the video of him at the party where he's bragging about having sex.
1: What a mess.
0: A whole mess. A whole mess. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a, a bit of a tiff with Bianca about the fact that he had sex with Katie. And then he's also concussed because he hit his head, which was compiled from him getting hit in the head last season with the whole fight club thing. So yeah, Drew isn't doing too hot. He finds out that he cannot do sports at all. And then with his concussion, he's doing worse at school than he usually is. So eventually it ends up with him feeling very awful about himself and how he's doing in school and all of his relationships. So he drops out of school because he is just so unsure of himself and doesn't believe that he'll ever graduate. His mom doesn't believe in him. Connor, what was it? Connor was like, Drew, you can't join a quiz team. Why? Because you're not smart. It's like, it's "It's true, but like, don't make him feel bad about it, Connor. (laughs) Yeah. So he moves out and then he moves in with Fiona. And we talked about their relationship when we talked about Fiona. He also gets a job at the mall selling phones, which apparently gives him enough income to buy a motorcycle and also a wedding ring. (laughs) So hook me up with that mall job, Drew, (laughs) please. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he buys a motorcycle to kind of prove that he's like mature, which is the opposite of showing that he's mature. And he proposes to Bianca and Bianca says yes. So they're engaged. And then they're kind of secretly engaged at this point and Bianca wants to tell Audra because Bianca actually has a relationship with Drew's mom which like if you just say that out loud it's it's very weird but like given the context of all they've been through it honestly makes a lot of sense yeah. <laughs> but yeah so they try to get Audra involved in the wedding but of course she's like uh no you can't get married you are 17 18 calm down <laughs> and Audra also kind of pisses Bianca off by saying that like Bianca you're not good enough for Drew or I've I've thoughts about that scene I think we're going to talk about it Mm -hmm. but yeah so they plan for a Vegas wedding over spring break and then a couple weeks later they go to Vegas and get married and ho 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 Katie is also going to Vegas with them (laughs) That was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. When they walk out of the plane bathroom at the same time. Gold. (laughs) So they go to Vegas to get married and then Drew realizes that he wants a big wedding, like with all of his family members and all his friends and especially his mom. So Drew calls his mom and she flies over to Vegas real quick and she stops the wedding essentially and Bianca's pissed because of course she is because Drew basically left her at the altar. <laughs> but then he makes it up to her by singing Elvis song in front of everybody.
1: <laughs> that is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't care. It's worse than Shine. It's so cute. I love it. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they make up, they stay engaged, Yeah, they they just stay engaged. And Audra approves of their relationship once more. And they're a big, happy family. And then Drew moves back home from Fiona's, which isn't too relevant for Drew, actually. But then the season ends for them when Bianca nominates Drew to run for president. And he initially takes it as a joke. But then Bianca makes him realize that he could actually take things seriously and he runs seriously, and he wins. And he makes Claire his veep. Drew and Bianca promise that they will make it through long distance. Oh. Dun dun dun.
1: Honeys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. So I know we're not going to talk about Katie and Drew too much, but there was not much of a transition in from Drew, in my opinion, from Drew liking Katie to not liking Katie I feel like it kind of started off with the season being like I don't like Katie anymore and I was like I know they kind of addressed it at the end of season 11 but I don't think they did a great enough job for like why didn't they just have them break up over the break why did they have to do this
0: yeah like I think we did talk about this in the season 11 episode with them about how Drew just kind of flips a switch and suddenly doesn't like Katie anymore and likes Bianca which I, I agree that it's very weird, but yeah, there's not much we could say more about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll save, we'll save the uh, Drew and Katie talk for Katie. But I did think when Drew and Bianca went on their quote-unquote first date where they were eating in his basement, and he was like, I got us some snacks and some drinks. That was kind of cute.
0: Yeah, Drew and Bianca are always cute.
1: They are always cute. They're so cute. Okay. Oh, one thing I did catch was Drew shutting down Dallas real quick about his comment about Adam.
0: Yes. I loved it.
1: Yeah. So for reference, Dallas calls Adam. He says something to Drew along the lines of your sister And Drew was like, you call Adam, my sister, again, and I will literally kill you. (laughs) And and Dallas was like, got it. And that was it. That was the end of it.
0: Gotta love Drew being a good brother for once in his life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it took till season 12, but we're here.
0: (laughs) This is with respect to Katie, but mostly about Bianca. I just hate how Bianca gets blamed again.
1: Bianca is always blamed. I wrote that she's way too patient for Drew. Way too patient. The fact that Drew's like, okay, I broke up with Katie. Just kidding. We're back. Just kidding. We broke up again. Just kidding. Can you just wait until I figure out if she's going to tell everyone if we had sex or not? I was like, this is too much for Bianca. I don't know what she sees in Drew to be waiting around for him for so long, but she does it.
0: Let's talk about what she sees in Drew because that's a big, that's a big reason why they get engaged, right?
1: Audra. I think she, okay, she loves Audra, so it doesn't hurt that you like the mom of the person that you're dating. I feel like that does help. But, I don't know. Is it, like, comfort? Is it, I mean, like, her and Drew went through some traumatic things, so I can see how that connected them, but I don't, I don't really know. Is it because Drew tries hard and like Bianca's in the middle of trying to fix herself so she is not really looking for anybody else kind of thing?
0: Drew is I guess her, her rock right? Like Bianca's had such a tumultuous life and then after all the gang stuff happened in season 11 the Torres family was there for her. Like they helped her through all the legal things then she became basically part of the family and then drew is bas- was basically the catalyst for her becoming part of that family unit so so it's more that <laughs> um
1: yeah there's no good explanation <laughs> for why drew and bianca are together besides the fact that they have history and that's it and yeah. that's why it doesn't work out
0: but like they're so good together though
1: they are good together but when you don't have like a foundation of anything besides hey we lived through this trauma like we can't even think of reasons for why they're together besides Drew tries hard because Bianca's hot like I don't (laughs) I don't know why that's why it makes sense that later on she breaks up with him because it just doesn't make sense for her to be with him anymore even though she sticks it out when he's going through the tough time in this season Like they're always going through something. And when they're finally not, is when they realize that they don't like each other. Or she doesn't like him, if that makes sense.
0: Well, they don't break up, Bianca doesn't break up with him because she doesn't love him.
1: Well, she breaks up with him because, why? Because she was like, I don't want to get engaged. Or I don't remember why they broke up.
0: It was because, it was honestly a stupid reason but it was like her friends were judging her for being engaged, like her college friends were judging her for being engaged.
1: Oh, that is dumb.
0: And I guess in general, she just... Not wanting to be tied down is the wrong way to put it, but basically that.
1: She probably came to the realization that she was too young. Like, Audra was right all along.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that that their breakup is a season 13 thing, but, um... Bianca like the Taurus family for Bianca is stability which he's never had before and Drew is her pathway into that which is why she wants to make it work so hard and especially why she wants Audra to be involved at first
1: yeah I mean she even said Audra was like her mom yeah which was really sweet and I don't blame her it was a tough it was tough to watch her be like I'm choosing Drew, but I also really, really, really want you to be happy for me.
0: Yes. And I want to show the scene where Bianca, like the scene with Bianca and Audra, where it's Audra says something and Bianca is like, oh, she hates me. Because I never really got that scene and I wanted to talk about it.
1: Okay, let's do it. So I thought about what you said yesterday. Really, really thought about it. Glad someone's thinking. And I want you to know that college is still the priority right now. Yeah, and after you get your degree, then you can talk about marriage. No. We're still getting married. We're in love. But we won't let it affect our future, I promise. Drew's just not thinking straight right now. Look, this isn't like buying that motorcycle. Bianca. I know how difficult your life has been. And I know that you haven't grown up with the same privileges that Drew has, the stability of family. What does that have to do with anything? You're looking to latch on to something, someone. But I want more for my son than to work at the mall and be trapped in some team marriage.
0: understand. Thanks for the coffee. Okay, so basically Bianca takes what Audra says as, you are not good enough for my son, which I don't think that's what Audra meant at all.
1: Can you see how it was interpreted that way, though? Because I can, for sure.
0: I can a little bit, but I feel like it's a bit of a stretch.
1: You go your side, and then I'll talk
0: about it after. Because Audra basically just said what we were just talking about with Bianca wants stability, and Drew is stability, which I think is true. I don't know if Bianca recognizes that or not. But, like, then she says, I don't want my son to be a a deadbeat, basically.
1: So... What I'm thinking that Bianca is thinking in that scene is that Audra is blaming Bianca for Drew being in that place. Because if he is in some dead-end marriage with Bianca, then it's going to lead to him staying in this dead-end mall job. And it's all her fault. Because if they don't get married, then somehow Drew's not going to be in this shitty mall job and he's going to wake up and decide to go to college, which is obviously like not what happens, but I can see how Bianca interpreted that way.
0: Okay, so basically saying, this marriage is a bad idea, and you're a part of the marriage, therefore you're a bad idea.
1: Which is what I think Bianca was taking away from that conversation. Okay. I don't think it was intended. I don't think that Audra intended for it to come off that way, but listening to it Just now, again, I was like, oof. It does kind of sound like she's saying, Bianca, you don't actually like Drew, you like the stability that he's giving you, which we both know is part of it, but it doesn't feel great to hear that from the mom of the guy that you're with.
0: Okay, I could see that.
1: Like, if it was coming from somebody else, Bianca unfortunately doesn't have too many friends, and the one friend she does have, Casey, leaves. I think it could have went over a little bit better, but because it was coming from Audra and she cares so much about Audra's opinion of her, it doesn't sound great. It sounds like she's blaming Bianca for Drew being a loser in this
0: moment. Okay, I could see that. And I understand why interpreting it that way was so hard because she does value Audra's opinion so much, And Audra has grown in her opinion of Bianca so much. So it would have hurt so hard to have basically your mom tell you that you're a bad person after all the growth that you've gone through.
1: Yeah, exactly. What did she say she was? Bad something, Bianca. Bad news, Bianca. That's what she said. She's like, Audra still thinks I'm bad news, Bianca, after all this.
0: Which is, oh. I just feel so bad for Bianca. The thing about Bianca this season is basically everything is from Drew's point of view, which was the same issue in season 11, which I hate because I like Bianca a lot more than Drew. (laughs) So I would have loved to see more of her and like her continuing her growth rather than basically just being supportive of Drew the whole season.
1: Yeah, of course. I would have preferred to see... I just love Bianca, she's so interesting. I'm done with Drew, he's boring me. I don't care that he works at the mall. I wanna watch Bianca grow and go to college and like do more, but they don't give us that. When she was hearing all that stuff from Audra, it like made sense that that was the scene that they give Bianca out of all of this, which pisses me off, but I get the intentions were supposed to be good. Like you, you could be successful, Bianca, but it didn't come off like that. It came off like Audra in that scene was Drew's mom. Not Bianca's.
0: Surrogate mom.
1: Yeah. I was going to say like pseudo mom. Like, I don't know.
0: Okay. Okay. I understand that scene better now. Because for years I've been like, Audra did not mean anything of what you said, Bianca. What do you mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I hope that this, I mean, I can see how Audra definitely was like, oh, I didn't mean for it to come off that way, but it did to Bianca, because it was hard when the one person that believes in you is sitting there saying, you are the reason my son is in this place, which is not true. He's an idiot who fell down the stairs and hit his head on the floor.
0: <laughs> well, well, before we get into Drew, let, let's just talk about like the engagement in Vegas and everything. So, of course, the engagement was never going to go through. The wedding was never going to happen because Degrassi would not do a teen wedding.
1: Absolutely not. They can't promote that.
0: They kind of did with Simon and Alexa in Degrassi High, but I guess that was the 90s.
1: (laughs) That was a little different, though, because they waited till after high school to get married.
0: Yeah. But anyway, anyway. The Vegas episode is so fun. I I can't believe you hate the Elvis scene.
1: (laughs) Did you watch him try to lip sing?
0: He was actually singing. No. That's his voice.
1: All right. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to (laughs) talk about it. I didn't know it was his voice. I'm not talking about
0: it. (laughs) It's so cute that he has, like, the, the drag queens come out and everyone comes out and they're, like, being fun. I love it. I mean the
1: scene. The scene altogether is very cute. Like personally, I would never want someone to sing at me. That's my biggest fear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like when people just like break out into song. It's fun to watch when I pay to watch, you know, a show or something. But if I'm like walking through the hallway and so or in the hotel and someone just starts singing at me, I would die. So maybe that's why I didn't enjoy that scene that much.
0: So do you, do you hate the, the graduation song too that Mo sings? Yes. Ooh.
1: But like, I know, it's just <laughs> personal preference. That's what it is. It comes down to, I don't want to be sung at. That's like my biggest, no, 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 thank you. And Drew's face while he sings is very funny.
0: <laughs> Drew has many derpy faces
1: it's good but I mean like there's good intentions and he needed to save himself after leaving pretty much Bianca at the altar after she was like I don't know if I want to do this I don't know if I want to do this and then Drew's like we're doing this and then they like get there and he's like just kidding I don't want to do this
0: <laughs> yeah I, I thought that was a little weird because Drew has basically been isolated from Azure for months now so I thought it was a little weird for him to suddenly be like oh I want her here like they, they 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 tried to justify a little bit by like having him meet that other bachelor with the big group of people and like just talking about big weddings and stuff so it that part made sense but i don't think it was enough to like justify
1: i think that they wanted to lead into him having a reason to move back home and him well, missing Audra after like all that kind of made sense yeah but it was also ridiculous and Drew doesn't seem to be somebody who like follows through very well. So I think I felt bad for Bianca because she really put a lot of, she keeps putting so much hope into Drew and always is let down <laughs> and this included.
0: Yeah. But they make up and they're so cute.
1: what do you think of the engagement? When he proposes in like the woods on his motorcycle or near his motorcycle
0: well so they do the fake engagement with um like will you open a bank account with me
1: yeah that was silly
0: so at first i was like okay they're they're making fun of themselves but then they actually do the real engagement i'm like are you kidding me
1: i also was confused did he use the ring from the food toy b- that he got from i Canada? think so all right, that's fine. Bianca doesn't care. She likes him for, for some reason.
0: Well, we just talked about all the reasons why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I I liked it. I thought it was it was very them. Yes. It also didn't feel like it was something that they were doing out of desperation, which I was happy about. Like it felt like Drew I mean, Drew knew that he had to take it, like, more seriously, and obviously this is, like, the most serious thing you can get, but I felt like it was very real, and Bianca saying yes made sense to me.
0: Yeah, so so let's go into Drew, because all of his concussion things lead up to him wanting to propose, so let's go okay. on to that. Okay. So, basically, Drew's whole thing this season is, like, dealing with his concussion and being even worse at school than he usually is and then not being able to do sports because of his concussion so he has basically no reason to do school so i really liked this direction for him this is probably my favorite Drew season probably
1: i think it is too because his plots aren't absolutely ridiculous like season 11 was a lot to deal with with Drew, so I'm glad that this one seemed a little more normal. It also kind of shows how schools really don't know how to support any type of student with any form of like disability, because he had a concussion, and they just were not accommodating him, and if they did, I feel like school would have been a little bit better, but they didn't, and there wasn't, and it kind of just set the tone for him to be like, all right, I obviously can't do school." I'm going to drop out.
0: Yeah, like, none of the teachers were like, hey, Drew, I'll give you, like, extra help and stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think that's just the teacher and me kind of annoyed about it. <laughs> I don't think that's, like, a common <laughs> thought that comes across people's minds when watching this. But I think it did fit with him. I think he was a good character for them to pick for the concussions because he, we always knew that he had struggled with school. So with him having, like, a base of already struggling and then with, like, the concussions just kind of pushing that along and then even with him trying to be, trying to be smart (laughs) to join the club to, like, be closer to Bianca and just, I mean, that was kind of cute. I kind of like that.
0: Yeah, like, I love how it built off of him getting hit in the head in season 11 too because, like, I don't think Degrassi's ever done like a head trauma, head injury type of thing. So it's unique for Degrassi and it made sense for the character, which I feel like that doesn't happen too often <laughs> where they bring up something new and it makes sense.
1: A lot of times I feel like they spin a wheel. They're like, <laughs> "Okay, uh drew uh Gang's uh PTSD." And they're like, "Alright, let's do it."
0: Yeah, so A big part of Drew's character is he feels very inferior with regards to his intellectual ability. And like, Drew isn't the smartest person in the box, but he has lots of people skills, which we see with the mall stuff. And he most of the time is a good person and a good friend. So like he has other things of value, but just because our society and especially Audra values doing well in school so so much that really causes him to feel bad about himself which I felt so bad for
1: I did too but yeah I kind of agree with you that I do like this plot I feel like it fits it's continued throughout the season it's not forgotten like I feel like this is one that they actually were like we're doing this and we're doing it right
0: Outside of nobody literally supporting him at all.
1: <laughs> besides that. Besides that. Um, that part, yeah.
0: And also just the fact that he is able to buy a motorcycle. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's talk about the mall thing. I'm not a huge fan of this new place for them to go. Like They're going from the dot, and then they do like mistakes or whatever. Now they're doing the mall. I'm like, just stay at Degrassi. I don't care about the outside world.
0: I didn't mind the mall because the mall is kind of a staple of high school culture, right? Oh, I yeah, mean,
1: I, I guess it's true. We, so, <laughs> I like, I go to the mall a lot.
0: It, it was a little weird how it was literally the same food cart every single episode, <laughs> but.
1: <laughs> I was wondering if they wanted to do more with the mall because then they also have Dave and Fiona there at some point, too. But they don't. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it's just a new setting. I don't mind it too much. But yeah, for, for Drew, I, I love the direction of his character this season. And then just now going into how this leads to him wanting to propose to Bianca, he feels like he's matured somehow by being working at the mall and making money. And then he gets shit on for buying this motorcycle. So he's like, hmm, how how could I prove that I even though I'm, I'm a dumbass, how could I prove to Bianca that I love her and that I'm serious? Oh, let me propose. So like, that's like, again, Drew is not very bright. <laughs> so just knowing what he's good at, he's good at wooing people. So it just made sense.
1: The motorcycle alone, motorcycles are expensive. Really want to know how much this guy is making selling phone cases in the mall. Might take that up because it's way more than whatever I'm making, but I wish they did, like, a little more with the motorcycle, because everyone was like, you're dumb, you have concussions, and you bought a motorcycle, <laughs> like, <laughs> we just let that slide, I mean, I know he gets rid of it, but he still drives him and Bianca to, like, the woods to get proposed to, she should, at some point, stop this.
0: <laughs> Yikes. Don't you like, a license to drive a motorcycle?
1: <laughs> yes, I don't know. Maybe Canada's different. Maybe they're just, like, you buy the If you can afford the motorcycle, you can drive it. <laughs> I do think the proposal is something that Drew would do, though, because people were like, you need to be more serious.
0: Yes. And I-
1: there's no in-between for him. It didn't, there was absolutely nothing else he could have done <laughs> It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it made for good entertainment, though. Yeah. And out of all the couples, I actually, now that I think about it, I feel like Eli and Claire would have made some sense <laughs> if they did that proposal. But I, they would come in second for me. <laughs> I would say.
0: Yeah. And then I love how things go full circle after after the wedding with President Drew. Because it it brings up the whole Drew, you're not being serious thing again. And then he actually realizes, oh, you're right. I'm not being serious. And I'm going to be serious in a way that isn't stupid now. (laughs) By actually being serious about being president. And then actually getting help from others with Claire and then Bianca, you're going to help me out, which doesn't end up working out, but (laughs) like he he has clearly grown from beginning of the season to the end because he's in similar types of situations and he's making the correct decision.
1: Yeah. And it fit with him as well, because he is popular. He is well liked. Like it was just always known, you know, Allie was interested in him in the beginning because he was popular. He's friends with Dallas. Like he hangs out with popular people. He played sports. Like this is who he was. So normally, the popular guy runs for president. While Claire also made sense to run because, you know, she's, like, a tryhard and wants to do well and whatever, but Drew is running for, like, the popularity aspect and just wants to be taken seriously, so it made sense for him to do it.
0: Well, at first, he didn't, he didn't even want to be taken seriously. He just thought it was funny. But Bianca makes him realize this. Hey, dumbass, be serious about this because I believe in you. Like, Bianca is the one person who doesn't think Drew is a dumbass, which is another reason why I love them so much.
1: Yeah, she's the only one who's like, Drew, like, you actually can do this. And he's like, oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that he wins. He deserved a win. He needed something.
0: <laughs> well, well, we could talk about in season 13 how effective of a president Drew was, but... <laughs> oh,
1: <yeah. laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that. I'm excited for that part. Anything else?
0: I just wish Bianca was involved more with everything.
1: (laughs) They don't do justice to Bianca's character at all. They don't give her enough. They could have given her background. They could have given her what Zig ends up having. Like, it just would have made sense. I don't know what they were thinking. She's just Drew's girl.
0: Yeah because even though she does pop up in season 13 she graduates here and this is basically it for her.
1: Sad. She's so good. I I really enjoyed watching her character development too.
0: Yeah I think I think that's all I got.
1: Yeah I think uh oh one little thing this is super little. Bianca and Cam. That was cute.
0: Oh yeah I know.
1: I just I feel like I didn't realize that they really kind of put Cam in like a lot of different characters like lives for like one minute. Bianca had that as well and it was her giving him advice in the woman's bathroom.
0: Yeah honestly Bianca's quote there is probably my favorite quote in all of Degrassi.
1: Oh I wrote it down. High school sucks. Spend time with people who don't.
0: Yeah that's my favorite Degrassi quote ever.
1: I'm glad I wrote it down, and we both agree.
0: And Bianca said it, like the queen that she is.
1: Uh, yeah, she was she was good. She was too good for everybody in this show.
0: Uh, like, she has such great development, and we didn't get to see it.
1: <laughs> no, we just made it up as it went. We're like, this is great. She deserves, like, a main character, like, everything.
0: Yes, Queen Bianca.
1: No bad news, Bianca, here.
0: Well, if that's it, I think next, next week we'll be talking about Katie, Jake, Marisol, and Mo. And then we're going to close season 12 with all the Niners, plus Cam, because he's in 10th grade. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.